Welcome to Becoming. This is a Tales from Teens episode. We love when we have teens that can share their unique life experiences and share it with others. This episode is called Moving as a Teen with Alexa Bevan. Welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. We are your hosts, Tawny Beardall and Erica Peterson. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. Welcome to Becoming, you guys. We are so excited to have a Tales from Teens episode. This is always a crowd favorite. And today we have one of my personal friends. I have one of my young women from my church group here, and she is awesome. But she moved here just this winter. So here in January, she moved, and she's my new neighbor in my new in my new young women's group. And I have loved, loved, loved getting to know her. But I thought she would be the perfect person to have on for a Tales for Teens to talk about moving here. So Alexa Bevan, welcome to Becoming. Thank you. Alexa, I can only imagine the thoughts that ran through your mind when your parents told you you were moving to another state in the middle of a school year. Now tell us how old you are and what that whole process was like for you. So I just barely turned 14 a few weeks ago. So when I found out I was moving, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't fully comprehend it. I just kind of saw it as a new house, new opportunities. I didn't realize little things I would be leaving behind. So a little bit like about my life before, so like the situation I was in is I was at a charter school. So there was 500 kids, maybe tops in a junior high. And then the elementary school was right next door. So you're constantly around little kids when you would walk outside. So it was a completely different experience to what I am now. I was also a cheerleader. So I was with lots of people. I was always at the games. I was interacting and being social. Um, I lived in the same house for a little over 12 years. So most of your life. Yeah, I had never really moved except for when I was probably like six months old. So as far as my head went back, it was in that house. Memories, little things, family videos, it was was all in that house. My family was very comfortable. Me and my family were very comfortable with where we were living. Like I said, same house, same neighborhood. Neighbors filed in and out, but not like, it's different when it's yourself moving. Um, I had really good teachers at my school. So I'm in junior high, middle school. And that was a big deal for me because... I'm intellectual, but I don't pick things up very easily. And I'm a talkative person, so I need teachers to work with me. And they just got me. They were really good for me. So leaving that was a very hard thing for me. Alexa, there's so many teens that have to go through the same experience. And you're someone I'm recognizing that is just super positive. So I want to hear some of the good things, the blessings that you saw that came from this move. A few things for me that I gained after moving or just blessings that came from it, was my older brother, Easton. He's 16. Um, Before this, it was like we were living in the same house, and our room shared a wall, but it was like we were strangers pretty much to each other. We never talked. We had nothing that we bonded over until we moved, and now I can honestly say he's my best friend. I I don't want to live without him 
just because we had to have each other. We leaned on each other and we just, when we couldn't go out and be with friends, we were with each other. That's really cool. And then I've seen the love of Christ through other people and through myself of just how loving people are and just how they welcome you with open arms and they just, they didn't judge me of what they first saw. They got to know me before they made any assumptions, which is a huge deal because you never know like what's really on the surface of someone. Um, and then I got to know the person who I am, who I want to be, my end goals in life, what I want to live up to. And I found more of the love for the gospel. So I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I've been raised in the gospel. It was taught to me from the time I was two years old. I've heard the stories and all that kind of stuff, but I never really appreciated I never appreciated it and now I can honestly say like I love the gospel like and I wouldn't have that without moving. What were some of the hardest things about moving? So you had a lot of great things that came from it and a lot of blessings, but in reality there were some hard things. What were your hardest things that you kind of had to deal with as a family? I had a really good experience moving. I wouldn't go back, I wouldn't change anything. I just loved it. But each family member had quite a different experience than I did. So my older sister is 18. She's a senior in high school. And that's a key point in your life. You, you're going through a lot. And so she had to leave school. She had to leave her friends. She had to leave her dance. If we did move, she would have to leave all that. And she danced at the same place since she learned what a plie was. And My brother Easton, he was game. He was ready for a change. He was just up for whatever. He he was on board with all of it. And that's so rare for teenagers. I think I I would have been so resistant. That's impressive. That's my sister. She was there was not a part of her that wanted to move. She was she was very happy with where she was. Um, My dad, he he, I don't really know how to describe it, but his only worry was for the family. He was just worried for my mom and for us kids of how is this going to be? Like, what's life going to be for them up there? Um, and then my mom, she had just brought her parents to Syracuse where we were living after their mission. And she felt awful because it was, had only been a little over a year. So how do you bring someone towards you than just leave. And so she felt a lot of pressure on that. And then it was also hard for her because all the pain us kids were feeling and my dad was feeling because he had to commute from the end of October to the middle of January. So from the end of October to middle of January, my dad was commuting up to Idaho and then back down to Utah on the weekends. And then my sister from, it was going to be from the middle of January from the time we moved to the end of the school year, she would be commuting and then living with us for two months, then going away to college. But for us, it was after we move our family, we won't consistently be together again. But for my mom, it was, it was definitely hardest on her. She felt all the things we were feeling and her own pain and little things that would be hard. Just, I just can't imagine everything. I can't even comprehend what she was going through when I can never repay her for that. It means so much to me. And I just, I can't, I can't understand what she went through. But like I said before, I didn't, I didn't understand. I wasn't, I was kind of oblivious to the heartache until 
I had a going away party with my friends and that's when it kind of hit me of Mm -hmm. this is what I'm leaving behind. So like you were saying earlier, it was in the middle of a school year. So we waited till semester. So my last, last day of semester. So last day of second term was my last day with my friends. It was lots of tears, lots of hugs, but if we're being a hundred percent honest, the tears were more just in the heat of the moment of other people are crying. It's my last day, but I didn't understand it. And then, like I said, just barely as I had a going away party, my friend surprised me and I was giving them all hugs. And after they were leaving, it was kind of like a, okay, this is real. This is really happening. But luckily for me, being a cheerleader in the student leadership, we had a Disneyland trip two weeks later. So it was, I'm going to see my closest friends, except for a few. I'm going to see them. I'm going to see them soon. So it's not, this, it's not goodbye forever. But there was a few friends that I wasn't going to see in Disneyland. And that was a, that was a, I hope I see you before I graduate. You know, like, I hope I see you after this. And that was a hard thing. That was, that was really hard for me was to let go of that. Yeah. They've been your friends since you were little. Mm-hmm. You're going to, into this unknown world where you don't know if people will instantly accept you and uh, welcome you in. That's really scary. So what was it like? Uh, how did you make friends? What is some advice you could give to someone moving and how to stay open and be open to new relationships? To answer your first question, So a lady in our ward, she called my mom and just said, I have a daughter the same age as your daughter. Um, And she did just planned all this stuff for me. She had a party for when I got there and they all showed me around the school. And it was just like this huge thing. So I didn't necessarily have to make friends. They were just kind of given to me, but it was up to me to build on those relationships. And there was just, I just connected with all of them. There was just this relationship there And there was one in specific that we asked each other, do I know you from somewhere? Like, have we met before? And we still can't figure out where we know each other from, but it's just, (laughs) I know it's somewhere. But my advice would be, you can't compare the new to what you used to have because it's not going to be the same. You're not going to have the exact same friends. You're not going to have the same problems, the same, the same fun. You're not going to have that. And so you have to keep an open mind because my first thoughts they're not at all what I thought they would be. They weren't bad thoughts. They weren't wrong. But I just am so, like, you just can't compare to anything. You can't compare your new house to your old house. You can't do any of that just because it's not the same. You can't, you can't do that. There's no similarities in the big picture. I think that's human nature to just that, just compare what we know. It's natural, but you're right. You just kind of got a clean slate. And you learned how to stay open-minded. That's awesome. Well, and one thing about Alexa, which she is very good about just being, you know, interactive with people. She's outgoing. She's talkative. She's engaging. Like, such great ways to make friends or at least be able to connect with people. And not everybody has that same personality type. So... I would just definitely encourage anybody who's dealing with these kinds of things or wanting to make new friends that you can push yourself, but don't necessarily try to be something you're not. Don't try to be out more outgoing than you normally are, but find ways to connect with people. Try to have conversations, even if it's not natural to you. 
don't just go within yourself and just wait for people to come to you because like so lucky that these wonderful girls kind of came and were like immediately reaching out to you, but not everybody has that experience. And so you do have to just be okay with maybe reaching out a little bit and you'll start to like find people and then don't just overthink things and think, Oh, nobody likes me. There's no way they're going to like me. Just, just try and you'll find your people. Just keep trying. Oh, I totally agree, Erica. Just being authentic to who you are. And I think doing extracurricular activities is probably the quickest way to get to know people. Like if you're into art, do find an art class or a dance class or any sport. I think that's the quickest way for me, at least, to build bonds with people. So Alexa, do you have any sort of sports or anything like that that you did that helped you build friendships? So... I had sports planned, but I didn't have anything that went through. So I was planning on running track, and that was a new thing for me. So I am a dancer. I've danced for eight years. And so track was a new thing for me, but I've always loved to run. So I just figured I'd try it, and it was just a new opportunity. But so I didn't have anything that went through, but I had plans of... Because of Corona? Yes, but in <laughs> all it's been a blessing to our family. It's definitely, there's a lot of heartbreak that's come from it. Like my sister's graduation, track being canceled, dances being canceled. There's been stuff like that. But in all reality, if you put the selfishness and pride aside, there's so much good that has been, that has come from this for everyone. It's been a time to grow closer to your family, and I know I didn't fully appreciate them until this. Who are you? <laughs> You're awesome. Thank you. Seriously, I'm learning so much from you already. I have a question just because I am your buddy, and I know some of the things <laughs> that were difficult. One of the transitions that you had a hard time with is like being – included but left out of things that you couldn't even be a part of so like I know you got text messages from friends and just saw things that they were doing that you weren't a part of at all but also you wanted to keep touch with them how have you dealt with that and what was that like for me if we're being honest it was seeing who my true friends were um my true friends they're the ones that I kept in touch with and who sincerely cared and it wasn't just a see you when I see you it was a like this sucks and in reality it does suck it's hard like it's not just a you move to a new house and you're welcomed with everything and the rest is history like it's not that way at all it's on group chats if you don't all have the same phone you're still in it and you still see all the little things so for example Tonight, my friends are all getting together and doing a big bonfire, burning papers, roasting s'mores, having hot dogs. And it's just little things like that that you're like, okay, I can't do that. It's the reality of it. And I just think of other things I've been doing. So it's like, I get, it's hard, but I think about they're doing a bonfire tonight. But my first weekend up here, I went snowboarding with all my new friends. And so it's, there's little things that, you just have to focus on what you have now. And if you dwell on the past, you're going to get sucked back into it and you're going to miss the future. And I know that sounds like a Disney quote, but it's the reality of life. And so you just kind of have to focus on what you do have because what you don't have anymore, you don't have. And you need to realize that and get over it. And you'll learn to love your new life. 
That is so, so wise. And as a grown adult, that has been hard for me even. I don't live near any family. And um, I remember first moving up here and I would call, you know, Mother's Day, for example, and I could hear everybody. I'm like, ah, you know, put me on FaceTime. And I'm watching, I'm like, oh, what are, what are you guys eating over there? Like, I want to be, I want to be a part of it. I want to be involved. And I could sit here and cry that I'm, my whole family's together without me and wish that they weren't. But this is what I chose. I chose to move here. And I honestly, if I'm, really thinking about it. I want, I want my family to still bond and to have time together. I want them to keep, continue to grow relationships and know that when I can go down there, it's going to still be happening. So, you know, life does continue for other people when we need to move somewhere, but it doesn't mean we have to, you know, be hurt and angry or sad about it. Um, we can just dive into what's in front of us and focus on that and put yourself into new relationships and connections because honestly there are beautiful people everywhere you go and I'm I'm someone that believes that we are placed where we were meant to be and if we are more open-minded and grateful then we're absolutely going to have a better presence and energy to create those bonds and relationships and be more open to them and we'll grow in ways that we needed to and yeah, life just ebbs and flows and we need to go with it. And it's okay to be sad. I'm not trying to say that, but I just don't want to live in that space and stay there. I just thought I had to ask that question because that's been an interesting thing for you to like have to oh, deal with. And you can't leave. Like you can't, you, and you don't want to be the person who's like, can you please take me off of this script chat? I was that person. I was like, I'm sorry guys. And I don't respond on them. So I'm not like, oh, nope, can't come. Yeah, you know, that's that's a given, you know, but it's like, so but sometimes, I, that person, I was like, will you please take me out of this? Like, please, like, this is hard. And they're like, just, just block everyone. I'm like, oh, so I can't keep in touch with any of you. Like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah come on. And be like, okay, whatever. And, and no, people aren't going to be conscientious of you unless they've been through it. Like, they don't know what that feels like. And we got to give them that grace to be like. Yeah. They, they're not meaning it any certain way. They just don't know how that feels. Alexa, we ask a question, and you're in middle school, but we ask a question to all of our guests to give, if you could give some advice to your younger self, what would that advice be? I would just tell myself, don't try to be someone you're not. You are, you're who you are for a reason, and things come and go for a reason. All the little things that, when you fall, when you get hurt, it happens for a reason because without those things, I wouldn't be who I am today. So I would just tell myself, be true to who you are. Don't be something you're not because that's not you. Alexa, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I think it's just so great to be able to kind of hear somebody else's experience when you're going through something. But this is also really applicable to any life situation. You really can make the best of making new friends new situation. So thank you for sharing and we loved having you. Thank you. Better Screen Time has just created a new course specifically made to help families with teens. It's called Untangling Teens and Tech. The course gives you step-by-step -step tools to involve your teen to create healthy habits in tech use while helping you bring your family closer together. 
Interacting with tech is a life skill that should be taught, not ignored or over-controlled. If you want help teaching that life skill, click on the link in our show notes.